Hi, everybody, and welcome to Will This Be On The Test? I'm Maddie. And I'm Austin. And we're here to talk about some things you should have learned in school, but didn't learn, didn't learn fully, or didn't learn correctly. And sometimes we talk about how we've lost our damn minds and have been watching nothing but Christmas movies <laughs> for the last few days. So you'll remember a few episodes ago, I surprised Austin by telling him about the history and the psychology of Hallmark Christmas movies, because he loves them so much. And now we're testing that love. Oh, man, most of them have been good. There's been one that made me question everything in my life and just want to, like, you know, stop this madness. Yes. So we're calling it 10 Days of Shabermas. You can find our reviews, our summaries and our in the moment reactions our stream of consciousness reactions to these movies yeah so how we're doing that because i would think people were lying we are sitting there with our laptops open on one google doc and we're typing a colon m colon typing out what we think I will admit that I am editing for spelling yes. <laughs> and typos and stuff. Because, because... we're we're going fast because we got to keep up with these fast-paced movies with their twists and turns and various creepy Santas. Yeah, I, I type literally 95 words a minute, so some typos are going to throw in there. That is also why I am saying more than he does. It's not just because I am more verbose than him, even though I am. She just types way faster. Yeah, I had no idea how fast I typed until I applied for a temp job and they tested me on it. And it's... 95 words a minute, two mistakes. But when I'm also watching a movie, it goes up to like 3,000 mistakes. Yes. So, yeah, we are, that is all real. We are watching these movies. Most of them had been good or meh, They've but there was, okay. there was one. Oh, it hurt me to watch Family this. for Christmas, I think it was called. Yeah, Family for Christmas. And, oh my God, like the whole thing was there's this creepy ass Santa who's like, Oh, you know, sometimes a wondering turns into a wish. Ha ha ha. Or I guess ho ho ho. And she goes to sleep that night and wakes up in this alternate timeline that could have been if she had never pursued her dreams in the first place and married this guy, which sounds like the beginning of you realizing how happy you are with your life. No, this was everything was awful. Her husband was a jackass who was miserable in his life, but also didn't want to change anything. Her, Her kids were terrible. And I'm not talking about the actors. They were cute and they were doing their they were doing their thing. But the move, like she wakes up and these this giant dog is in her face, and then these kids are there, who and are they start screaming pancakes, pancakes, pancake, or pancakes, mommy, pancakes, mommy, pancakes, mommy, screaming at the top of their lungs while circling her like sharks and jumping up and down. Now, if you want to be a stay-at-home parent, that's fantastic. You do that, but that has to be obnoxious at best to anyone. And this entire movie, like, they're giving her no reason to actually enjoy any of this. It's just misery after misery and disappointment. And then she decides, no, this is what I actually want. And she goes back to her real life. She abandons a kick-ass job in New York that she was going to get to go on a date with this guy who was in her alternate reality. Yeah, but and he is definitely cheating on her in that alternate reality. Oh, 1,000%. Because she gets offered a job in the same city as him. And first of all, he's like, well, you know, then the kids will feel like they, you don't love them because you're never going to be home. And she's like, I'll be home the same amount that you are, motherfucker. But I'm like, yeah, it's because you're going on dates in the city and you don't want to get caught, bro. Been there. It was a bad one and I hate it. Yeah. Austin at one point just starts screaming about the gender roles in this movie. We had to pause so he could type stuff out. And the obvious solution was he quits the job that he hates. And you can obviously support this family being a journalist, like a broadcast journalist in San Francisco. You could be the sole breadwinner. Because they offered you a job as like the new as the face of the news for an entire major city. The thing that got me was this is all that would have happened if she hadn't gotten on the plane that she's getting on at the beginning of the movie. It was like a real bad sliding doors. Yeah, but it was like she was getting on the plane, presumably to go to an internship for that resulted in this job she gets. And she never gets on the plane. I think I would have been more on board if she had gotten on the plane, gone down the internship and realized it wasn't for her. I think that is that would have made all the difference, even if everything else was the same and everybody was still terrible. Also, they never addressed how she like if she stayed in this reality, which turned out to not be an option. But if she'd stayed there, how are they going to address the fact that she didn't remember the preceding 10 years? It's like my thought was like, what if one of these kids has a peanut allergy and she just kills one of them because she didn't know that? Yeah. She yeah. could have murdered a child. So, But if you want to actually read everything we had to say about this or any other movies, including the actually really good one with Mariah Carey that Mariah Carey directed. And didn't sing in. I don't. I didn't think I'd be disappointed by not hearing Mariah Carey sing a Christmas song. I was actually really like 
the opening song in the background, I think, was her. But Mariah Carey's in this movie does not give herself a lot of screen time and doesn't sing in it. But she lets a little kid sing a, ver- a version of one of her songs. And that was pretty cool. It's enjoyable. We review it. It is Shabermas Day 5. By the time this comes out, we will have at least published Shabermas Days 6 we'll and have 7. Like, we'll have no, like just entire, 6. We would have almost an entire week of Shabermas. Yes. And we also realized too late that there are actually only nine Shabermas movies. There were, uh, ten. There's, there's ten, but there's only nine we can get because one of them doesn't exist in any form we can get. Yeah, so we're going to be throwing in a different movie to get to the full 10 that we promised. Uh, to find these, you go to unthetestpod.com. You look at the blog and if you hover over blog, uh, 10 Days of Shabermas will pop down because our main blog page is completely blank because we don't have a blog. And you can find all of these there. And it's we're having such a good time, guys. We're weird. Well, I mean, we're in quarantine-ish and have been since March. So we're just, this is where our lives have come to. Yeah. We did discover also that there is Hallmark branded movie wine, but the stores around us don't carry it. I know. You think that, like, suburban Kansas is, like, the bread and butter for Hallmark wine, but apparently not. Especially because Hallmark is based, what, 15 minutes away? Yeah, we can throw a rock and hit Hallmark from here. That's a really good throw, Austin. That's like well, that's, that is... why I, that's why I wanted to save that bicycle inner tube from today, so we could build a catapult. But no. So who goes first this week? You get to go first this week. Okay. Okay, well, this episode is coming out the week of Christmas. So again, like I said, I had an episode prepared that I ended up getting preempted for uh, my anger about Jill Biden being insulted because you don't mess with my girl Jill. My girl. Dr. Biden. Mm-hmm. So if you want to hear me be mad, listen to last week. But I was still not doing what I had prepared, in part because I think it's fascinating, but I'm not sure anybody else will. And in part because this is the holiday episode, and I don't think you want to hear about long-distance communication on a holiday episode. Actually, long-distance communication might be a very appropriate com- conversation for this holiday in particular. That's true, but we're not really using smoke signals and telegraphs anymore. Although you can still, still send telegrams. Um, I'm going to say that like using a smoke signal or telegraph would probably be a more reliable way to get in ch- touch with my family member who never answer their phones or at- respond to texts. In fairness, you don't either. I know. None of us do. We are all awful. Yeah, this year's going to be weird, guys. Like, we don't even know what's going to be happening on Christmas yet with us. Like, I mean, I assume we're going to open presents and watch bad movies the whole day, which is great. So I'm, I'm down for that. Well, this year I am talking about. OK, so every year around this time, there's this meme that goes around. Right. And it's somebody like something, something about wassailing. And then somebody's like, oh, but they always leave this part out with the horse head and the rap battle and all that. What? <laughs> Yeah. Have you not, not seen this? No, I've not seen this. If I find it, I'll send it to you because, of course, when you Google it, it doesn't pop up. But oh, no. You can, it's like. Memes are so hard to find. It's like you'll see a meme and you'll halfway remember it. Then it'll come up. It's like, I need to find this meme and it's gone. Mm-hmm. It is just evaporated. Yeah. So that meme, believe it or not, is not quite accurate. What? You mean a, a meme is not the best way to share information? I mean, it can be if you're accurate because people respond better to that than they do to blocks of text. But they're actually combining two different things that are related, but not the same. So I'll be talking about both of those things today. Those are wassailing and Mari Lloyd. Lloyd. Now, I've heard it pronounced about three different ways. I'm actually going to go with Mari Lloyd. Mari Lloyd. Lloyd, like the last name, because I watched a video in Wales and they all pronounced it Lloyd, even though I went to a YouTube pronunciation thing and it pronounced it Lloyd. So I'm going with Mari Lloyd. Yep. The Welsh can never be wrong. No. And if they are, you won't know because they're speaking in Welsh. Yes. So let's start with wassailing, though. Okay. So if you grew up celebrating Christmas or, you know, ever walked into a store in the, at this point, six months preceding Christmas, you likely heard the song, Here We Come a Caroling. I'm sure you have. Yes. Which is probably the most popular version of this song. It was from 1959. It was written by Perry Como, but he stole the song. For a while, it was Here We Come a Christmasing, but before that, it was Here We Come a Wassailing, which chances are you've heard at some point Here We Come a Wassailing. And the first version for sure was written by the 19th century, but it's believed that the song was written way before that, and wassailing, of course, existed way before that. It was changed, and then they started having variations. Mostly, it's they replaced the word wassailing with caroling, because especially in the States, we don't have wassailing. I just assumed wassailing was an old-fashioned word for caroling. It's very similar. Okay. And wassailing, though, is pretty much from England. Pretty much. 
So in the caroling version, they cha- tend to change and to you your wassail to to and a Merry Christmas to or to you and glad or and to you glad tidings to. The third verse is usually completely removed, which is our wassail cup is made of the rosemary tree and so is your beer of the best barley. Because we can't have kids singing about beer. Oh, no. We can still have them mention wassail. We just won't tell them what it is. So, yeah, that doesn't really make sense with what caroling has become. So let's talk about that wassail cup that gets mentioned that got removed, though. Wassail cup. A wassail cup or a wassail bowl are usually goblet shaped. They are they kind of look like the ones we have downstairs that are ceramic. So in the 1890s, they were described as things like a wooden bowl that was usually used for boiled potatoes. So these are not small. They were usually made of woods, usually maple, mulberry, or sycamore. Then there's the one that we still have from the 17th century, which was made by the Worshipful Company of Grocers. That's their entire name, the Worshipful Company of Grocers. The Worshipful Company of Grocers. Dude, we we need better companies because like we've just got like Apple and Amazon. Well, we is... need like the Worshipful Company of cable internet this was a group that set the standards so they're kind of like like what a government organization would do now like the fda okay they are still around except they don't do that anymore they are a charitable and ceremonial group but they have a weird amount of influence over london elections (laughs) i think they might be the illuminati Ooh, like a very (laughs) a very christmas illuminati Ooh, i just wrote our new hallmark movie So they made one that I was mentioning. It was decorated with silver, and they think it was used as a loving cup because it was so big, meaning it was passed between basically all the members. There are also puzzle wass- puzzle wassail bowls. Try saying that, man. Puzzle wassail bowls? Yeah, it's not easy. That sounds like a na- like that. you could name a child that. Like, this- puzzle wassail bowls, get in here. This sounds like the kind of thing that you, in particular, would find hilarious, because it's a bowl. And it has a bunch of spouts all over it, and you're supposed to drink out of the spouts. But it's not like one spout on one side, one on the other side. It's all over it. So when you drink, the other spouts pour pour stuff on you. (laughs) (laughs) Which sounds like the best goddamned joke. Especially because, remember, these are all adult men doing this. So they're just spilling shit everywhere. Yes, they are spilling warm alcohol all over you. That's right. They're English, so all the alcohol is warm. Well, in this case, it's actually been made on the stove. I actually was like, oh, I should make some wassail and drink it while we record. And then I realized we don't have apple cider, so I'm not going to. So why do they need this bowl? They were going wassailing, bitches. So wassailing comes from the Anglo-Saxon phrase, wise hail, meaning good health. It usually occurred on Old Twelfth Night, which, okay. When you were a kid, when did you think the 12 days of Christmas were? The 12 days preceding Christmas. Yeah. Because of ABC Family and their 12 nights of Christmas. Yeah, exactly. That is so not true. Leading up to Christmas is Advent. That's why we have Advent calendars, and it is from December 1st until Christmas Day. After Christmas are the 12 days of Christmas. Christmas actually historically lasts for 12 days, not one. Ending with the epiphany. Do Lutherans do epiphany or is that a Catholic thing? Because I really I, couldn't tell I even when we, I was researching. I, I have heard epiphany, so I'm guessing it exists. Don't ask me religion questions because I have forgotten most of it. So like the epiphany, though, is generally considered the day that the defini- divinity of Jesus was revealed. Um, in Catholicism, that's Jesus is God. In Lutheranism, it's, I assume, Jesus is the son of God because um, most religions do that. Yeah, it's Jesus, Jesus is, all, he is the son of God. Who is also God. Yeah. And then the um, that's also that's, you know, he told that to the three wise men or the three shepherds or the magi or whatever you want to call them. So that's what the epiphany is. Twelve days after Christmas. That is the twelfth day of Christmas. What did they give him on the twelve days of on the twelfth day? Um, It was twelve pipers piping. No, it's no, it's eleven. Twelve dancers dancing. Shit. No, <laughs> I know how much you love this song, Austin. I hate this song. I know this is, there are a few songs I hate more than this song. Twelve Lords a Leaping. Oh, yeah. What? What does that have to do with the epiphany? It's like, oh, shit. Look at all these leaping lords. <laughs> it's like leaping lizards. Hey, guys, this baby is God. And then all of a sudden, like out of the angel that announces that, because I assume baby Jesus wasn't talking. These like lords start jumping out and prancing across these fields. Just um, the cat, the cast of Downton Abbey just starts dancing and okay. leaping. So here's my other question, too. Christmas lasts for 12 days. The 12th day is when the epiphany happens. 
Did they stay in the manger for 12 days? I got no idea. Did they keep going? Because they had some place they had to be. I think they were try- on the run from the law. I don't know. I've heard so I've many- heard something about having to pay taxes or be on a census. I've also heard something about them fleeing. Like, yeah. It's, I don't know. Who knows anymore? So that is the point of this podcast. <laughs> um, so this is the same holiday where they were making corn husk dolls because, yes, it has pagan origins, as most things associated with Christmas do. In fact, Twelfth Night is supposed to be January 17th, not January 5th, because January 17th was the pagan New Year. But then, but then we brought in the Gregorian calendar, lost 11 days, and everything got messed up. There are records of waffling going back as early as 1486, but the 17th and 18th century is when they really became like a thing. And there were two ways it has been done historically, both of which are still done today in different parts of England, depending on the type of village that you're in. One, which is less familiar to Americans, or at least will sound less familiar, is going from orchard to orchard, drinking and singing to the trees as a way to ensure the health of their apple harvest. I mean, getting drunk and singing to trees. Wait, isn't that like an entire... Didn't Taylor Swift just make a music video of her just singing to trees recently? She's singing to a golden chord. That's her man. Oh, no, before that, for uh, Cardigan. It was just her singing the trees. I don't remember that video at all. Okay. I will say, though, one time in college, I was at a party, and this guy was supposed to be driving home. I couldn't find him, and I finally found him lying under a tree, staring up at it, and I asked, what's going on? And he goes, the tree is singing to me. And I said, okay, does the tree sound nice? And he's like, it's beautiful. Turned out he had dropped a lot of acid. Really? Oh, uh, also... Uh, I am the Lorax. I sing to the trees. Speak for. No, no. In this case, he's singing for, to them. I would I would have liked that story better. Yes, he's getting drunk and singing at trees. That is pretty much what they did. They all got drunk and sang at trees. This was also to scare away any demons that wanted the apple crops to fail, and they would wake up the tree spirits this way. They would also not, they wouldn't just be singing, but they'd also be like banging pots and pans and shooting off sh- shotguns when those were a thing and all that. This still seems to be popular in some places where cider is created, and it was definitely popular back then. They'd have a wassail king and queen who led the group. The group would position themselves around the best tree and put wassail-soaked toast in the branches. In some version, in addition to the king and queen, there was a master of ceremonies called the butler. He would dress in black and call the people to the tree. Uh, This is also still what they do now. They'd put 12 bonfires around the tree, small ones, not like massive ones, uh, which either represent the 12 apostles or the 12 zodiac signs. Okay. And at least in one town, there is a 13th bonfire, which they immediately stomp out because it represents Judas and fuck that guy. (laughs) And seriously, though, fuck that guy. Yeah. Come on, man. Like, okay, 30 pieces of silver. I get that that's a lot of money. And in most cases, I'm like, okay, you make that money. Do what you got to do. But you don't have your friend nailed to a piece of wood for three days or whatever. That's not okay. No. And more probably betraying him with a kiss? That's just weird. Like, that's rude. That's just so rude. That's rude. The butler would lead the singing that would go to the trees, and the smallest boy in the crowd, who was called the Tom Tit, (laughs) I don't know why, was the one who would be hoisted up and he'd put the bread in the trees. The one we're more familiar with, though, is house wassailing, which really is similar to caroling. They uh, Do they also light 12 bonfires around the house? Only if you refuse to give them stuff. Well, you do it around the best house. Yes, you find the best house, you light bonfires around it, then that St. Louis couple comes outside with their guns and their bare feet. But it's okay, because then you've got Tom Tit on your shoulders and he's just covering the thing in toast. <laughs> Jesus, that that is what people come out with their fucking guns now. Even if this was a normal tradition now, they'd come up and be like, get off my property. You're all here to destroy it. House wassling. They'd go from house to house with a wassail bowl singing, uh, basically just having a goddamn t- good time because they're still drunk. And as time went on, though, the feudal lords looked at this and went, how can I use this to my advantage? Because at the end of the day, they're politicians. So they made it so that these peasants who didn't get like basic supplies throughout the year would come to their house and sing for them and perform for them and give them blessings. And in return, out of the goodness of their hearts, the feudal lords would give them things they hadn't gotten otherwise, like cakes and basic food stuff and some money. That's awful. Yeah. 
even before this and after this, though, during Wassling, you demanded things. Hence the give give us some figgy, figgy pudding and give it right now. That's from Wassling because they would go up and demand that you give them stuff. It's actually very similar to Halloween in that way. In fact, the original lyrics of our Here We Come a Wassling song, when this is the one that they sang, the feudal lords said, "We are not daily beggars that beg from door to door. We, but we are neighbors' children whom you have seen before." How goddamn depressing is that? Mm-hmm. We aren't the poor people who who come and beg to you all the time. We are th- your neighbors and we're hungry and our kids are hungry. And yeah, you're our employer, so you really should have taken care of that already. But but apparently not all the wealthy people were happy about this tradition, especially as it began to expand. For instance, one rich dude named John Selden in the 17th century said, quote, Winches by their wassels at New Year's tide present you with a cup and you must drink of the slabby stuff. But meaning is you must give them monies. Unquote. So it's like so wenches are just giving me drink and I've got to pay them. It's just, oh, winches be winching. Winches be winching. But at the same time, it also was a really raucous and drunken event. And people were still shooting off rifles and doing property damage. It kind of sounds like that mischief night everybody claims exists the night before Halloween. I've lived in a lot of places. I've never seen that. At most, I've just seen like more people who are drunk and driving. Never like property damage. Yeah, I don't like maybe that was a thing in like the 70s, but I mean, it is not now. I mean, they also had so many serial killers in the 70s and nobody locked their doors, making mm-hmm. it so easy for serial killers. Mm-hmm. I think it was just a different time. Like serial killing now takes some real effort. I know you have to be really good to get away with it. Yeah, I mean, I'm really good at a lot of things. So, apparently things got bad enough that it contributed to why Oliver Cromwell banned Christmas in 1647. That came up a few times. I have never heard of Oliver Cromwell banning Christmas. Oliver Cromwell was kind of a jackass. But I also actually did take an entire class in British history now that I think about it. But he spent the entire semester talking about Margaret Thatcher and how much he loved her. So it wasn't especially helpful. So then, then he probably thought, well, Oliver Cromwell almost did a good job. He didn't go far enough. At this point in history, wassail was spiced ale, wine, or cider, sometimes with honey, eggs, or cream in it, and some places also say it had roasted crab apples. Disgusting. Now it's pretty much a cider and rum drink most of the time. Uh, There are a few different options, but cider usually comes up occasionally. I could find a couple of recipes that involved making it with red wine, which I do have, and it's like, I could do that. I'm like, I don't want to have to deal with a whole cup of honey, so. Yeah, especially because it's like, our house gets a little bit cold in the winter, and our honey is a solid lump, so we'd have to heat up our honey, and it's just Mm -hmm. a pain in the butt. Mm Mm-hmm. Since the point of wassailing was in part to drink people's drink to people's good health, they actually sang a wassailing song before the Battle of Hastings in 1066. Like that was like the last thing they did was sing about drinking to their health before they went to die. <laughs> As time went on, the whole thing kind of chilled out and basically turned into the caroling we see today. Though I think you're still supposed to tip carolers when they come to your door. I'm like, I did not ask you to come here and Some- you did not give me the choice. And sometimes you're just blocking my driveway while I'm got my signal on trying to turn in and you're just standing there like a bunch of lumps yeah and that's the thing too like we're made out to be the bad guys in that story so often when we talk like well why didn't you just open the door and let them sing for you i'm like because they blocked the driveway because they refused to move because they flip us off on the regular and i'm talking about before this they block our driveway on the regular and we didn't want to tip them after they had also, been rude. I was also like getting ready to hop in the shower and change because we had somewhere to be and they were still in our yard. They stood in our driveway for 20 minutes. And the thing is, the church is 100 steps away. That was where they were from. They should have met in the church parking lot. We probably would have opened the door if it had been kids. But it was yeah. mostly adults, which was the like if it had it been was, kids and they were just confused, it like, was a whatever. Pack but, of Karens singing bad songs. And, and they money. refused to leave. Like, they were in our driveway for 20 minutes, and then they stood in front of our house and sang at our door for 15 solid minutes after we didn't answer it. However, if they'd been kids, we probably would have answered because kids. No, we wouldn't have. I would have because, you know, they're just doing what they're told. Like, go meet at this house. I wouldn't have been mad at the kids. I was mad at the adults. And also, though, if they'd been doing Mary Lloyd, we definitely would have answered the goddamn door. Mary Lloyd is uh, a lot more mysterious. Even the name is up for debate. Everyone agrees that it is called Mary Lloyd, but no one seems to agree if it means Grey Mare, Grey Mary, Holy Mary, or something else entirely. 
Gray Mary seems to come from the idea that she's somehow supposed to represent the Virgin Mary, but a lot of people believe that this, like many things, is a pre-Christian custom that the Christians are trying to make okay. And as I tell you more about it, the Virgin Mary part makes no sense. There is no way that these two are connected. The only thing I can think of is that she wears a white cloth over her head because she has a puppeteer underneath her that you're not supposed to see, which Uh, kind of looks like Mary paintings. What? Okay. The Grey Mare makes sense because it would connect her to the pale horses in Celtic and British mythology, which could go between the underworld and our world. Okay. So take what you know about wassailing, which is drunk people going door to door and singing demands at people. All right. Then add costumes to those people. Okay. And they're costumes of like stock characters, like jesters and stuff. And then add somebody carrying a hobby horse with a horse's skull on top, which they have decorated. What? It is decorated tr- nowadays, anyway, with all kinds of Christmas stuff like holly and there are jingle bells. And it, it usually has terrifying eyes because they're made of Christmas ornaments. <laughs> That's amazing. So just like, like, Chris, like the big, like, like Christmas ornament orbs just stuffed in the yes. eye sockets of. And if they're really good, they can make the bottom jaw move independently of the rest of the skull. Okay. Um, I know what we're doing next year. This is traditionally an actual skull of an actual horse. I can, oh, I can get us a horse skull. Don't worry. Problem is he probably can. Yeah. <laughs> but there are directions online to make your own that is not made out of dead horse. Eh, I'm not sure if I'm interested in that. He was told from the time we got together that I, if he wanted to still hunt, he could go hunting, but I would never allow things like deer heads in my house. There would never be antlers on the wall. Because hunting, fine, go hunting, but I don't need to see dead animals on my walls. Yeah, that's just bad decorating. So this is generally done in villages between the between Christmas and Twelfth Night, though it is done at every time other times of year as well, like May Day. Mary Lloyd was a pretty big deal until the 1800s when she began to be seen as sinful. I mean, I could see how she'd seem to represent death or like she was threatening people what? or something. How How is a singing a horse skull in any way sinful? There really doesn't seem to be anything threatening about her. Except for the skull part. But she doesn't seem to represent anything remotely threatening as far as anyone can tell. But the origins are gone. That is unless you're really bad at improv. Oh, what? While wassling did involve a call and response, it was like the ones at church where they're like, the Lord be with you. And you'd be like, and also with you. This one is a rap battle. What? (laughs) Yep. Mary Lloyd challenges you to a rap battle. Or a poetry battle or a singing battle. It depends on who is running it. There is a really great little YouTube video that I will have in our show notes that shows it done as a rap battle. It is excellent. Oh, God. So what you're saying is we just need to wander around New York with a horse skull until we find Lin-Manuel Miranda and challenge him to a rap battle. And he will just look at us in terror. (laughs) And then his wife will punch us in the face. It's like, it's an English tradition. And then he's like, I don't care. This is Welsh. This is not English. Welsh. Okay. Yeah. Huge difference, actually. I would never get those two mixed up. I'm sorry, Wales. So this group that came around doing this is called a punco as far as i could tell it's p-w-n-c-o i listened to it and i could not understand what they were how they were pronouncing it really the mary lloyd people sing at those in the house or do slam poetry at those in the house or rap at those in the house demanding food yep it's usually like basically hello friends we demand food except it's really long and poetic i could not find a single example that wasn't in welsh there were some loose translations like they're basically saying this but it doesn't really translate so they come in and it usually starts off really friendly the people inside the house their job is to respond with go away i'm not giving you any food but they are supposed to one up them by doing a more complicated or interesting rhyme scheme and be creative in the way they tell them to go away and the excuses that they make Oh, God. And then you go back to the Punko who are like, but you should really give us food because, and then they have to one up the way that they did it. And it goes back and forth and back and forth. And as you might imagine, it often turns into insults about each other's singing ability or how drunk they are or how shitty their costumes are. Whatever the case may be, it turns into not just a rap battle, but like an Ashton Kutcher MTV show. <laughs> this is ridiculous. I love it. I know. I really wish we did this here. I'm like... Okay, you would absolutely run around and people would like have to give you food because you are impossible to outdo. I don't know if they're rhyming, though. I'm not good at rhyming. I'm good at rhyming in puns. Maybe we're the perfect team. You can be the horse's face. I'm the horse's ass. We'll, pr- we'll do it. You know, I bet you could have rhymed there and you chose not to. Or you couldn't think of one. Which one is it? I 
couldn't I couldn't think of one. It's just I'm really bad on the spot. You just said that you're really good at thinking of rhymes and puns on the spot. I lied. <laughs> you didn't think there'd be a test on will this be on the test? No, I didn't. You are such a disappointment to me. Well, you know, all this rhyming all this rhyming doesn't come free. I told you I don't I don't do rhymes very well. Like I can't I can't think of anything. I bet if I was actually in an improv show my brain switches over for that, I could probably do it, but And I can't give you food because of this royal decree. Okay, never mind. I got it. I'm in. I've got the zone. Let's do this. Let's not actually do this. So some sources say that the Mary Louis had to be had to win the rap battle to be allowed in. But most sources say that in the end, no matter what happened, the household was expected to let them in because you I mean, yeah, in some cases you did it just around the town. But nowadays, especially it's people you know that you're doing this to. And the allowing in is also done in rhyme and rap usually and things like that. This sounds so much fun. I know. OK, who do we know that we could do this to? Julie. Yes. We don't know where she lives, though, and this is probably why she hasn't told us where she lives. She knew this was coming up, and now she's never going to tell us where she lives. (laughs) We will find you, and we will show up on your doorstep with a horse head, but not like in Goodfellas. We're going to do it demanding food. I assume that's good. That's Goodfellas, right? I haven't seen it. I think it's Godfather. I, I have not seen a gangster movie since I had an episode of exploding head syndrome which i thought was ghosts in my room so i ran into my dad and he was so mad because he finally had the house to himself because we were supposed (laughs) to be asleep and my mom was out of town and i was like there's a ghost in my room he's like oh fine you can sleep in the bed but i'm not turning off my movie it was the untouchables (laughs) i don't know if that's a gangster movie but in my head it is and i came in about two minutes before the baseball bat my mom got him he got in so much trouble the next day when i told him my dad had me my dad was like oh it's called cops and robbers And then she asked, she's, I was like, dad watched Cops and Robbers. And it was really scary. And she's like, what's Cops and Robbers? I'm like, there was a guy with a baseball bat. She was like, Ed, are you kidding me right now? We are going to have to have a conversation about your choices. <laughs> okay. Anyway, some sources I found also said that after they ate and drank and it was like traditional Christmassy cake, shit like that, they would drink a lot. And then when they would leave, they would often sing a farewell song they had prepared. They would also sometimes sing to introduce them. So I kind of imagine this is what the sound of music is based on, but with fewer horse heads. I would say not no horse heads. Can you imagine how much better sound of music would be if they all had their own horse head that they had to carry around the whole time? Just just replace Marta with a horse head. Nobody acknowledges it the whole time. Nobody acknowledges it. Is there a Marta? I'm pretty sure there's there's a a Liesl. There's a Gretel. There's a... I hate sound of music. Yeah. It's, oh, actually, yeah. Replace Liesel with a horse head. That'd be even funnier. She's the tiny one, right? No, oh, crap. Who's the one who's like, who's the one who's 16 going on 17? The one that is 16 going on 17. The one that's dating a Nazi. Yes. The one who's dating a Nazi should be played by a horse's head on a stick. See, I feel like having Maria played by the horse head on the stick. And then like, how do you solve a problem like Maria? Because it's a whole new meaning. Because in this case, she's not some kind of Welsh tradition. She is some spo- literal horse head who's uh, also a nun. Whoa, whoa. How do you solve a problem like Marie Lloyd? Well, we know the answer to that. You beat them in a rap battle. And I think that's what the entire sound of music is, is the Van, Von Trapps trying to beat this horse's head in a rap battle. We just made sound of music better. This is our gift to the world. I can't believe that, like, almost all of that cast is still alive. That movie feels very old. Yes. Like, Father Von Trapp, still alive. He was, oh God, you see him and stuff all the time still. I am 90% certain as I say this that he is the one who replaced uh, Kevin Spacey in that movie they had to reshoot in like two weeks. Yes. I'm like 90% certain that was him. Wow. All right. So the argument, as you might imagine, this usually started in the evening, lasted until late night. There was often a group of like four to seven dudes with a leader and then sometimes some other stock characters. Apparently Punch and Judy were super popular ones, which are stock puppet characters that have been around forever and it's mr punch and his wife judy and you can imagine what punch does to judy as the you know thing you laugh at the entire time <laughs> he's beating his wife yes now i remember this is really old and apparently like i i looked at some images i didn't actually do a deep dive on this apparently when they did this back in like the 18 or 1900s the guys who would play punch and judy for uh mary lloyd would be in blackface Remember, this is the UK, not the US, which is very different in this. But nowadays, they know what blackface is pretty well. And it's not as deeply a part of their culture as it is in, say, like parts of Scandinavia, where you don't they don't have the blackface associations. 
Um, nowadays, they would not probably do it that way. And Punch and Judy, the pictures I could find, also not in blackface or black in any way. So I don't know. I don't know what that's about. But the arguments for it representing Mary are basically coming down to it. them trying to claim it was part of the Feast of the Ass. <laughs> for some reason, we never learned about this one in Catholic school. Why did we learn about the Feast of the Ass? Please tell me about this ass feast. Can you thing. imagine middle school and the boys being like, I'm a feast on your ass? <laughs> Not really understanding what they were actually saying because middle school boys hear things and they understand that it's sexual, but they don't understand what it means for the most part. Feast of the Ass, which apparently has to do with Mary and Joseph fleeing to Egypt on a donkey and is celebrated in January and apparently is still a thing that I've just never heard of because they don't want to say the A word around the children. Ass? We don't say that word. We don't say ass around the... We don't say the ass word around kids. But mom says it means donkey. I don't see why I can't say it. Well, you just called your your classmate an asshole. Tell me how that has to do with donkeys. Uh... He's like he's like a pit filled with donkeys. That's even worse than a butthole, man. <laughs> it probably smells worse, too. Okay. Depends on how long the donkey's been down there. Oh, God. So it's a horse head, though, not a donkey head. And it still seems like a stretch and probably made to make it okay with people... We're still doing this in the 1800s when Christianity was like, we're going to slap you in the face. But most people, like I said, believe it is pre-Christian. Some think it had dark roots, but there doesn't really seem to be anything to back that up other than one guy when he was a kid saying his dad used to say, if you don't behave, Mary Lloyd is going to come take you away. But that also like people who remembered Mary Lloyd did never bring that up except for that one guy who was just so happy in this video because he he was um, at a pub and Mary Lloyd came in. And he was like, I hadn't thought about this in years. And it reminds me of my dad Uh, because we didn't have this. Even when I was a kid, he told me about Mary Lloyd. She was a legend. She wasn't actually something that we did. He was just like so happy that this hit that this happened. So it clearly wasn't a traumatic Mary Lloyd's going to take you away. I mean, that's a, listen, parents say that to everything about everything with their kids. Like, better clean up your room or the maid is going to take you away. I don't think my parents ever said anything about a maid in our house. Mine neither. People do point out how similar it is to wassailing, but whether or not the two are actually connected initially or if they developed separately and then kind of merged a little bit is unknown. Because like I said, based on the research I did, granted, I didn't like read any master's theses on this or anything. As far as I could tell, wassailing is more England and Mary Lloyd is more Wales. And yes, they are very close together. Yes, there's going to be some crossover between the two. But it sounds like they are two separate traditions with two separate intentions that just happen to be very similar. Uh, They don't really know why it started. Even if it was never Christian, experts assume it probably had some religious meaning in the beginning, but it's been lost with time and now it's mostly a fun thing that people do. Fell by the wayside for a while because of a surge in Christianity. Shocking. But it became popular again in the 20th century. Some small villages had never stopped, obviously. And then people were like, wait, this is really cool. Let's start doing this again. So it's actually started to become a thing now. Like, you know how like nostalgia stuff kind of happens around here and then stuff Uh resurges? It's like that, except terrifying and amazing. So it's more organized. There are less unexpected drunkards showing up at your door with a horse head. There are all kinds of instructions for making this horse skull on the Internet so you don't have to use an actual horse skull. And it's often thought to bring good luck to have Mary Lloyd show up at your house. Some groups are working to make sure the tradition doesn't get forgotten, even going into schools and teaching kids to make their own Mary Lloyd heads. Kind of like we did with turkey handprints, but way more interesting. This is better than any school craft I ever did. And I don't even know what the steps are, and it's already better than anything I ever made in school. And so, yeah, this stops pretty abruptly. But that's Mary Lloyd and Wassailing. They're very, very similar, but not the same thing. And one involves a horse head and one doesn't. But okay. oh well, well, one involves demons and the other involves a horse head. Okay, I also have to say, like, Wassailing sounds like, it's like okay, cool, you're, you're drinking and you're wandering around town yelling at people for food and drinks. That sounds fun. But Mary Lloyd sounds like something we would do. Like, I, I'm unironically saying, yes, we need to do this. I want to do this. And I mean, it's wearing costumes. You can wear a mask while you go was- or go Mary Lloyding. Yeah, we can just like... So guys, this Christmas, if you really have to see your family, have someone bring a horse head. Everybody else wears masked up costumes. But don't go inside for the food and drinks. Stay outside, make them like bring it out to you and then run away into the night with your free food. Oh, I didn't realize like this year, like you better be on top of your like your rap battle game to keep this horse head and the people inside of it out of your house so you can maintain social distancing. <sighs> Like shit, I need being to keep this good, horse out. Being good die. at rap battling this year, it could save your life. Could, it's right. not the horse head you need to be afraid of. Ooh, love it. 
Isn't it cool? Yeah. This is why we this is why we need to write a uh, a Christmas movie horror movie. There aren't enough Christmas horror movies. No, and there's... the ones that exist are like super campy. I feel like there is a way to make a really good Christmas horror movie. Like where Christmas is a part of the reason the horror happens, but it's not campy as much. Like something about, you know, this ghost died on Christmas Eve and Every year on Christmas, it supposedly comes back, but it turns out that it's like really terrible. We'll talk about it later. Or a slasher movie Santa. We, we don't want to give away all of our secrets. No, we can't. We got, we got to get this written down and talk to people before we put this out on the airwaves where we know Steven Spielberg listens to our podcast. Are you ready for some questions? I'm ready for questions. Will this be on the test? These are questions about whether or not something will be on a test and not what the answer is. Everything in the UK was appropriated by the Christians. Yes. Carolyn got its start with lots and lots of drunk people. Oh no, you can't let people know that drunk that your ancestors were ever drunk. Mary Lloyd traditionally uses a real skull, horse skull. No, because there's that one parent who's going to get really upset about it. And the and all oh my god, the horse kids, the horse kids. I was one of them. I wasn't to the extreme that some are as far as I know, cuz I was bullied for other stuff. The horse stuff never came up. <laughs> Well, you're in Oklahoma where it's like, yeah, horses. That is true. Actually, that's part of why I got, I got into horses. I was trying desperately to fit in and find anything that other kids there liked, which is also how I got into country music for a while. Oh, I hate country music. And how I started calling soda pop. Divorce. It's soda. Good. Thank and you. right before I left, I was like, fuck it. I like sync, And that has stayed. Yeah, you were right. And then finally, memes can be wrong. I, it's, that should be on every test. It's like, just because it's a meme doesn't mean they actually research this shit. You can write anything you want over a picture. Yeah, you always need to cite the sources for a meme. Like, and I've seen memes that are like, this well, information is from... To... No, I'm talking about informative memes. Oh, yeah. Um, this me- the, this information is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics. I'm like, okay, where? Because I use that for work every day, and I've never seen any of this information on there, let alone like any of these t- overarching topics, let alone the specific information. So I need you to actually give me the full page that you got it on. Don't trust anyone, ever. Trust no one. Just like the X-Files. Except us. Except for us. Yeah, we actually researched this mostly. I can honestly say that we're not lying to you about anything. Yeah. I'm not saying we're right about everything. Yeah, we're probably wrong about some stuff, and... You know, if we if we're ever like super wrong, feel free to tell us on... on the test pod on Twitter is the best way to reach us. Yeah. So are you ready for my topic? Because my... that was shorter than usual. And I still was up there for about 45 minutes. Wow. Yes, I am ready for your topic. So my topic um, is also a Christmas one because I was originally researching stuff about serial killers that were animals. And then I pointed out to him this was our Christmas episode. And my response was, oh, fuck. And then I had to research another one at the last minute. He also couldn't really clarify if he was talking about people who were serial killers of animals, or if it was animals who were serial killers, or serial killers who dressed up as animals and had animals take the fall. I mean, we don't know. That could be very true. Like, we don't know if Tillamook the the orca actually killed all those people. It might have just been a rogue SeaWorld employee. I mean, think about how many things are blamed on bears. Sorry, Tillicum. Not Tillamook like the cheese? Yeah, Tillicum. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's... Yeah. Okay. The the cheese is America's biggest serial killer. Okay, though, I will say, because last night we ate like three pounds of cheese while watching our fancy Mariah Carey movie. I woke up this morning and think I was going to die. Me too. I was like, oh, I don't feel so hot. Then our 20-pound cat decided, let me just stand on you. And it's like, oh, you're killing me. Oh, I've got bruises all over my chest from Draco also deciding to stand oh. on me. Cats! So, we, uh, in general, I'd say we love Christmas. Like, the stuff that's going on, just, we, li- we like it. This is a fun time of year for us, in general. I'm just thinking back to when we started dating and you were like, I don't like Christmas. Yeah, it's because uh, I didn't know it could be fun. <laughs> yeah, it's like when we started dating, he was like, I don't like Christmas. I don't like Halloween. I don't like my birthday. I don't like musicals. And I'm like, oh, damn, just you wait, because I'm going to make you love all of them. Yeah. And so I went to the extreme to make sure he enjoys these things, because believe it or not, Austin, I don't always go this big. It's yeah. just since I got with you to make sure that you enjoy them. Yeah. And it's like, I've also learned to allow myself to have fun with shit, which, by the way, is a great idea. It's like, don't get in the way of yourself having fun with something. Yeah, we were actually just talking about that the yeah. other day, like, just letting yourself enjoy things. As long as the thing you enjoy isn't, like, killing small animals, like, just who cares yeah. what other people like? Just let yourself enjoy things. And don't turn everything into an academic conversation unless you're actually having an academic conversation. Oh, yeah. Don't the- turn everything into an issue. Just let things be. Yeah, and so, of course, you know, sometimes, like, having the academic conversation is fun for you. In that case, go nuts. Enjoy it. 
don't let your like excuse me i believe it's pronounced encyclopedia if that's your joy pursue it and screw everyone else but if you get punched in the face that is still a little on you for the encyclopedia thing so in general we love christmas but in watching all of these Hallmark Christmas movies, uh, I've learned about a part of Christmas that Maddie absolutely hates. Yes, I get very angry whenever this shows up in the Hallmark movies. And that is mistletoe. It's predatory. Yeah, this is a mistletoe, the plant of impending holiday party sexual harassment. Yeah. Like, why do they think there was only one movie we watched where he was like, hey, can you get the mistletoe out from over my door? It's I didn't put it there and it's not appropriate to have it over the boss's door. I was like, yes, you are correct, sir. And it was like, it was like, oh, he's killing the fun of Christmas. It's like, no, he is saving his ass from a he big is, old lawsuit. He is avoiding a holiday themed lawsuit. He is being a good boss. But it's like, hey, I like the holidays, but this isn't appropriate for above my door. Please. No, he didn't like the holidays either. And he yeah. was a shitty boss. But yeah. that was smart. That was he did one smart thing. And. And so I wanted to know more about this plant and why we kiss under it over Christmas. I bet he was actually trying to make me not hate it so much and it backfired. Oh, no, no, no. I was figuring this has got to be fucked up because let's start off with what mistletoe actually is. Poison. Yes, it's poison. And there's actually over a thousand different species of mistletoe worldwide. Poison. Yeah, there are three families of it. The Loranthropy, Midsundricae, and the Santalaceae. Those all smell sound like poisons. Yeah, uh, the the one that sounds like sounds like that has Santa in the name mm-hmm. is the one that we most associate with Christmas. And is it the most poisonous? It, I don't know if it's the most poisonous, but it is. You definitely shouldn't eat it. It is very bad for people. So much at Christmas time too can kill your pets. Yeah. Also, uh, mistletoe is actually a parasite. <laughs> Me too. Basically, mistletoe looks like a dense chunk of leaves just kind of stuck onto a tree. Mm-hmm. Uh, it actually burrows its roots into the tree itself and steals water and nutrients from the tree. And because it's you know stealing all these nutrients and stuff, it stays green year round because it is slowly draining a pl- this tree to death. Sorry, I was just thinking about how isn't that basically what kissing is? You latch onto somebody and like try to suck the life out of them. This explains so much about the way you kiss. Ew. No. A severe mistletoe infestation can actually kill a tree. Uh-huh. And mistletoes can grow to be about 50 pounds. They get big. I don't like anything about this. Yeah. And you think you don't like this now. Let me tell you about the life cycle of mistletoe. No, I'm good. It's disgusting. So mistletoe has these white berries... Mm-hmm. Uh, that like, has in the winter when there's not a lot of food. Well, these berries attract birds. And so these birds will eat these berries. And then die. No. Oh. But the ber- the berries have a single seed in them that is really sticky. So the sticky seed will either get stuck to the bird's mouth or claws and carried to another ber- another place and stick to another tree so the mistletoe can grow into the tree and like kill it. Or it ends up in the bird's poop where it gets pooped off onto stuff where it is still sticky and will stick to trees. And then it starts growing and the life cycle of mistletoe continues because it attracts birds and that they poop it onto trees. I hate everything about this. That's also how mistletoe got its name. Mistletoe is from the Anglo-Saxon, meaning mistle, meaning dung. And originally it was tig or tog, which meant stick. So because they're not idiots. It means sticky shit? No, like stick as in like twig. Oh. Uh, because they were not idiots and they realized, oh, this is how mistletoe grows and where it comes from. Uh, they know it came from birds pooping on sticks. So it's called poop stick. Mistletoe literally means poop stick. Wait, is have we cracked the code about where the Yule log, the Yule, what was it called? The poop log? Uh, poop log. It had yeah. an actual name. I don't remember what it was oh, now. I can't remember either. Yeah, but it was, yeah. Uh, T.O. Day Nadal. Yeah. Yeah. Have we discovered where the idea of a Christmas shitty log came from? It might actually be related. Because, yeah, so that's what it comes from. Now, how the hell did a parasitic poop plant become, like, a staple of Christmas movie romance and become a symbol where it's like, hey, there's this plant, we should kiss. I'm going to go with something about the church or something about a politician. No, it goes back way further than that. And it actually is widespread throughout Europe. Kind of like this parasite. It sh- it's like, it shows up everywhere. It's a part of the festival of Saturnalia, mm-hmm. uh, where kissing under the mistletoe was seen to promote fertility. Maybe we should actually talk about Saturnalia sometime because it comes Ooh. up a lot. Saturn, yeah, Saturnalia is wild. We um, and by the way, it didn't just stop at it didn't stop at just kissing. It was like a <laughs> it's full, Saturnalia, bitches. It was a full on orgy under the mistletoe. Oh yeah, and okay, there's a lot of theories as to why it's associated with fertility. 
part is like they think, oh, it says says green in the winter, so it's obviously some lively plant. I was thinking it must be because it's like a fetus and feeds off of you until it grows too big for your body and, and then die. you die. Yes. Um, it also attracts several species of birds because they'll come and feed on it. And there's also lots of things that nest in it, even throughout the winter. So it's seen as like you know, harboring life. And then there's also this fact. The berries are sticky and a cloudy white and resemble semen. <laughs> yeah. So that is the big that they think is the real reason why it became associated with fertility. Let's and these make fertility out under the kids. jizz. <laughs> it's like, hey, what a, hey, what, oh, look at this parasitic jizz bush. Let's go make out. So when the early Christians were like, you know, converting all of these places, they decided to like roll in like Saturnalia as this festival and a couple other traditions. And mistletoe ended up sticking. Just <laughs> like, just like mistletoe do, just like mistletoe do. So yeah, that's that's one of the things it came from. Also, uh, it was used in peace negotiations because feuding groups would negotiate under mistletoe. So it was like a thing of like we'll come together and we'll negotiate peace between like the Montagues and the Capulets under the mistletoe. We're gonna stick this out until we have a solution. Yes. We'll probably call each other shitheads a few times. Of course. Of course. So yeah. I don't understand how mistletoe has to do with that. I don't either. Then, then the Norse also viewed mistletoe as a symbol of peace and love, which, um, so it's, this is a weird story, much like most Norse mythology. Basically, um, Balder was having visions of his impending <laughs> death. Uh-huh. So the gods were like, oh, shit, we can't be having that. So they went around and asked all of the rocks, metals, weapons, animals, and plants. It's like, hey, will you promise not to kill Boulder? And they all said yes, except they didn't think to ask Mistletoe to not kill Boulder. And Loki, being the shithead that he is, says like, hey, I don't like that they're trying to subvert his doom. I'm going to play a prank. So Loki uh, tricked the blind god Hrother into throwing a Mistletoe twig at Boulder. <laughs> And the twig killed him. Now, um, the myth here kind of splits off two ways, depending on which source you're hearing it from. Uh, one, Boulder stayed dead, and they uh, burned him in a funeral pyre. And the other one, his mother Frigg convinces the gods to bring him back to life. Now, uh, either way, the gods also made Mistletoe promise to never again do any uncharitable deed. And only do deeds of happiness and usefulness. I don't find anything of the, about this useful. And because um, they all, then they put Frigg in charge of enforcing it. So Mistletoe became associated with the goddess Frigg, who was the goddess of love and beauty, basically Norse Aphrodite. And they also say that the tears she shed became the mistletoe berries. So the Norse is like, no, this is not a jizz bush. This is a tear bush. What's wrong with her tears? I don't know. I mean, they're kind of, I don't know. There's lots of stuff in mythology that doesn't make any sense. This is like, this isn't even my top 10 of weirdest myths. So yeah, then uh, kissing under the mistletoe became kind of a sign of respect for Balder. Okay. And also it's like, hey, it's a it's a peaceful thing. We do peaceful stuff around mistletoe. It's like- it I'm sorry, that... this doesn't sound peaceful because you can aggressively make out with somebody against their will? Yeah. Then there were the druids. Mm -hmm. And oh boy, the druids loved their mistletoe. They loved it so much that Pliny the Elder- Hey, Pliny. Even commented on how much they loved mistletoe. And this is actually our only written record of the Druidic mistletoe path. From Pliny? From Pliny. Pliny knew everything. Pliny knows everything. Yeah, it's like he, he wrote like he was running out of time. So mistletoe taken from the oak trees was a big deal for the Druids. Uh, first of all, it could only be cut on the sixth night of the moon. It could not touch the ground and was caught in a white cloak. It had to be cut with a knife made of gold. And two bulls were sacrificed as a part of this mistletoe gathering ritual. I thought you said bulls and I'm bulls. like... I thought you said bowls. Oh, yeah. They they broke two sailing bowls as part of this ritual. Yeah, they're just like fuck these bowls. Yeah. So yeah, that was so big deal to them. They put in a lot of effort to gather mistletoe properly because they had great respect for it. And what did they use it for? Well, uh, you were feeling sick. Hang some mistletoe. Uh, your animals are being stupid. Mistletoe. Uh, you're worried about troll attacks. Hang some mistletoe. You th you're afraid a witch is cursing you? Hang some mistletoe. Hanging mistletoe was protection against basically any evil or harm that could befall you. And it was used in rituals. It was like just a part of everything for them. So mistletoe was like the big deal. Like, yeah, mistletoe fixes everything. It was the duct tape of the druids. It was the essential oil of the druids. Yes. 
So mistletoe fixed everything, and it hung on well enough that despite the Christ- what the best Christian mercenary- uh, missionaries tried to do, it never completely went away, and it stuck around most on the British Isles. Uh, it was a part of their Yuletide celebrations where it'd stay in houses. It was very rarely in churches. There was a church that had a mistletoe service in which people who came would be pardoned for crimes. Huh. I think it was in, it was either in York or Kent, one of those four letter places. Hmm. And, uh, and before, you know, Christmas trees became like a big thing, uh, they had what they called a kissing bough, which was just a ball of plants that you'd hang from stuff. Uh, it was holly, ivy, rosemary, bay, and fir kind of circled around into a ball. There was an apple hanging in the middle of it. So this is a wreath. Yep. And then there was a candle. And then uh, there was beneath all of it was a bunch of mistletoe hanging from the bottom. I've seen these. Yeah. These are still, they still exist. No, these were, it was a ball. It was a sphere. Oh, huh. Yeah. It was weird. Uh, you cannot bring it into the house before Christmas Eve, and it has to be thrown out by Twelfth Night. Otherwise, it's bad luck. And when is Twelfth Night? Twelve days after Christmas. Yes. And uh, and of course, you know, kissing under the mistletoe, also what we think of now, actually comes from the English, where at first it was like, the first times it showed up was in like drawings and illustrations, where it was um, people getting very naughty back in like the servants areas uh-huh. under the mistletoe. And eventually it, it was like, people was like, oh, they're under the mistletoe. They're about to fuck. <laughs> Yeah. Eventually, uh, Charles Dickens popularized it and toned it down a tad mm-hmm. for his Christmas Carol, which is where it really took off and made its way to America. Because before this, uh, the Puritans were kind of in charge of shit and they hated Christmas. Mm-hmm. And they would actually have a five shilling fine for this stuff. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it didn't really take off in America until Charles Dickens. And then, yeah, it just kind of did. And you think we're done with mistletoe with the kissing, but... No, no, no. There's more. In modern times, people have found another use for mistletoe because they think it cures cancer. Oh, God. Firstly, mistletoe is toxic to humans. Yes. Do not eat mistletoe. Yeah. You will get incredibly sick. Like vomit, throw up, shakes, nothing good. Everything cures cancer. And their logic kind of follows. It's like, you know, our ancestors thought that mistletoe was important and it protected us. Maybe there was some, like, reason they did this. And you know what? It must be a medicine of some kind. So there was a study which had just massive flaws. Like, it was... Like, no scientists were involved. There was a scientist involved in a study about European mistletoe and used as an anti-cancer agent. But... Subsequent studies have proven there was no merit in his study, and it's like there was the sample size was too small. It was cherry picked. It was all the usual like, no, don't listen to this. Kind of like the autism guy. Yeah, kind of like the autism who was also guy. a British quote unquote yeah. doctor. And it was just, and they also they the study um the data was bad, and they think that it was actually at best does nothing, and at worst. And could actually just make things worse. There's a very good chance that taking mistletoe for cancer will just make it worse. Yeah, it's one of those things where I'm like, you know what? If hanging it above your doorway makes you feel better mentally, do it. You won't see me eating the wreath I have on my door. Yeah. But in spite of this, there are several brands of mistletoe herbal supplements, which are not being sold as medicine. And they've got firsthand accounts which, you know, it's like, oh, I took it and I my cancer went into remission. So they can continue to sell it and people buy it. Don't take mistletoe to treat cancer. It doesn't work. You're being lied to. So, yeah. How do you feel about mistletoe now? Do you like it more? Have I just made Christmas worse? It depends. Can we trick the guys who use it as a way to be predatory into eating it? I bet we could. It's like, it's super easy to... to convince those guys of anything because he's like hey bro i bet you won't eat that mistletoe it's like oh you're <laughs> on then he eats the mistletoe and he dies yeah and now he can't rape his uh the people who work for him anymore because he is too busy vomiting and pooping in the bathroom Mm-hmm. <sighs> so yeah see i i can i can find a way you life will find a way and i am life you are so yeah that was mistletoe the weird li- the weird little plant that his ruined lives there is <laughs> For just it makes no sense it's a part of Christmas, like in any way. And it's just it just became popular across folklore across most of Europe. And we're not really sure how or why, but my God, they love it. I hate it. Yeah. So are you ready for questions about mistletoe? Yeah. All right. Will poop stick be on the test? No. Will the Saturnalia orgies be on the test? No. Will the fact that the berries kind of look like semen be on the test? No. And will the fact that a prank killed the god of the sun be on the test? Yes. Yeah. So that is my little segment. 
So I think the moral of all the stories is Christmas is weird, guys. I love it. It's just so weird. And even like, I will say, arguably, our least favorite part of Christmas is still like funny and entertaining because it is a poop. It is poop that got real mad and killed a tree. (laughs) And a god. And a god. Yeah, this is like. uh, And if we have our way, sexual predators. Yeah. Yeah, Christmas is weird. Like, and we all think that our tradition is the only tradition. It's really interesting to watch on the internet people being like asking these basic questions that we would think are basic and people getting made fun of. And they're like, I don't live in the States. I actually don't know. Like, I didn't know this was real. I didn't. People are like, well, you're doing Christmas wrong. Like, we've been around a lot longer than you. Is that a mosquito? Yeah. Good. It's December. Yes, it is. You are supposed to be dead. I was wondering why I suddenly had a bug bite. So- yeah, that was, where were we talking about? Oh, yeah, Christmas traditions. Which, by the way, like, even, like, amongst the people in the States, there's a huge variation. Because with my family, like, our household, we would all open our presents on Christmas Eve. Mm-hmm. Then we'd go to Christmas, and it'd be, like, the whole whole fam damnly, damn family. I know what you meant. <laughs> yeah. We would all, like, get together and open all of, like, the big, like, group presents. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's what we did. And you know, I tried to explain this to someone. It's like, what, you just don't, like, open everything on Christmas? It's like, No. <laughs> Yeah, my family, we opened one gift on Christmas Eve, and then we did everything else on Christmas Day. What we did with family, like, we had our our at-home Christmas presents, and we had the big family Christmas presents. Sometimes it was over a few days because we had, you know, my mom's parents, my dad's parents. Everybody has different traditions. Like, you know, my mom's family, it's very much a, you know, what do we feel like eating for Christmas dinner? Let's have, like, we in the last few years have been like, let's stop doing traditional Christmas food and start doing, like, Asian food or Italian food or whatever we feel like. Well, my other grandparents, it's very, very traditional. It's like, yeah, your mom actually asked me to make lumpia, which is a kind of, like, Filipino Filipino spring roll type thing. So good. It's really good. So, yeah, everybody's Christmas traditions, even from, like, family to family, are different. And when you're looking at country to country, it's really easy to look at these things and be like, oh, man, that's weird. Let's make fun of it. And yeah, Mary Louise is funny in some ways. I am abs- like, no, th- we are, they literally we are-, are making like they're it is a rap battle in which you make fun of your friends and then get alcohol. That's funny. I would. We're, we are doing this. Like, I'm not even joking. I'm doing this. Julie, next- we're coming for you. Watch out. <laughs> But it's not funny in the sense that look at these stupid people with their stupid traditions, which is what we see a lot on the Internet and even like among normal people who are not on the Internet. It's funny because it's funny. It's supposed to be. I was actually doing some research on like some other stuff. I was trying to find like other countries traditions. And I found out that the Philippines love Christmas. It Mm -hmm. is like their big thing. It's like Christmas starts in September. It is every month ending in Burr is Christmas. In Japan, they eat KFC as their Christmas meal, yeah. which honestly sounds great. And then, then in Iceland, they just terrify children. And your people have a goat. Yeah. Which oh, he the... didn't seem to understand when I asked him about I, it. I, I've forgotten about it because there's this goat that they light on fire, but they're, but they're not, they're not suppo- supposed they're to. not supposed to. It's always a group of people who are like, I'm going to light that goat on fire. Yeah, there's a straw goat and it's like, it's a battle between the city and this, like, this, like groups of people. It's like, I'm going to burn down the We're goat. We're talking about Sweden, by the way. Sweden. Yeah, like towns have started making metal goats or like hollow goats that if you light it on fire it's just going to make a bonfire like they're they're being smart yeah like it's gonna happen anyway so we might as well figure out a way to make it not destroy the city oh my god my christmas is fun and there's there is no wrong way to celebrate it unless you're using mistletoe to treat cancer yeah and if you don't celebrate christmas that's okay too yeah it's like even if it's even if this time of year it's like oh cool it's the best day to go to the movies because it's empty oh my god i love going to the movies on christmas I know, I'm, oh. except for okay i went to go see les miserables on christmas it was packed they had the heat on not anticipating how packed this movie would be so we were sweating and then this is not a spoiler because the movie's been out forever and the musical's been out longer and the book's been out for a century. The Javert scene happens where he goes off the bridge. The guy behind me abruptly gets up, makes it about three steps for vomiting everywhere. What? Have you seen this movie? Have you seen I've it? seen this movie. The sound, I think, is what did it. Because there is the sound of his back snapping uh. combined with how hot it was in there. I bet that's what it was. Or maybe he was just super drunk, because that's what you do on Christmas. He'd been with sailing. Wassling. Wassling. Actually, I think both might be acceptable. But yeah, I miss going to movies on Christmas. And... I just miss going to movies. Oh my god, I miss movies so much. We, like, yesterday, we were like, we're going to go look at some lights. Like, we are not going indoors anywhere. We are going to go look at lights. It was awful. It was like... The lights were so pretty. They did such a good job. We, like, got out of the car and we were like, fuck this. Because 
it was hundreds of people, mostly not wearing masks, ignoring social distancing, letting their kids run amok. Like there was one point we're looking at these kids that are there and I was about to nosedive into the fucking frozen pond. And I'm like, God damn it. Austin's going to have to go rescue that kid. It's like, I know. And it's like, it's like, here, hold my cell phone. I've got to go make sure a kid doesn't die. And there was nobody out there monitoring any of this. Like no. That's what bugged me. I'm like, we are, we have mask laws, social distancing laws. We're not enforcing them. No. Like, that place, the outdoor park is going to be a COVID hotspot. Yeah. Like, I, oh, just but, looking at them, I had a panic attack. I will say, but then uh, we were like, we'd heard about a house in our neighborhood. Yeah. That, holy shit, I have never seen so many lights on a single house. These are people who are done. Yeah, it's like, they're like, where it's like, their their electricity bill must be astronomical. Yeah, because the entire, there was no yard left. It was just light up plastic Christmas characters. I'm going to say this house had about as many lights as that park did. Yeah, like they looked to me like they had gone to estate sales for years and decided this year was the year they're just going to bring everything out. It was impressive. It was, I loved it. You could see the house glowing from blocks and blocks away. Yeah, it was so funny. It's like, I'd heard about it from like a coworker who lives in our neighborhood. And she's like, so where do you, you know where it is? Like, I know the street it's on. Okay, what am I looking for? It's like, you'll know. You'll know. <laughs> Although I do feel kind of we bad. see it from a block I feel away. kind of bad for their neighbors between the light and the fact that people were just jamming up traffic everywhere. I felt bad for them. Yep. But you know what? This this year especially, fuck it. If you want to have Krampus taking up your entire lawn, do it. If you want to light a straw goat on fire in your lawn, do it. If you want to, like, you know, get a bunch of baby Yodas and run around replacing uh, Jesus and mangers with baby Yodas, do it. I do love do how it. every year there are pictures of cats getting into mangers and, like, taking over the little uh, the little Jesus spot. Yeah. Is the manger just what he was sleeping in, or is that the whole thing? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's like, I, why are you asking me all of we these need questions? To go, okay, we have to go look up the word manger, Listen, so tell people where they can find us. I, they can find us uh, on Facebook. Uh, facebook.com slash on the test pod on instagram at on the test pod on twitter at on the test pod and our website on the test pod.com which is actually active for the first time ever because we have 10 days of shabermas under our blog yeah and it's it's we've had a lot of fun doing it we are having so much fun so have a very safe holiday please do not go into other people's homes remember that the tests Basically, you need a negative test and then to fully quarantine for two weeks to actually guarantee that you do not have COVID. So unless you are willing to take a test, wait for a negative result, quarantine for two weeks, see people who have also all done that and then quarantine for another two weeks to be safe. Don't do it. We have seen Southern California is at zero percent ICU capacity as of a couple days ago because of the Thanksgiving surge. Guys, come on. Deadliest place in America is currently in Kansas because there is zero enforcement on a mask. Yes. Yeah, so please be responsible for each other. This is the season of giving and it is not the season of giving COVID. No, please be safe. You can all remember there's always next year and it's you know what? You, you can always call, 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 call your family. They would love a call. Yeah. Call them, zoom them, drive by and wave, yep. send their like leave presents on their lawn and yep. then run away. It's uh, we're Oh, I should save that uh, bicycle inner tube so we can build a present launching catapult and just <laughs> launch presents at your family as we drive by. <laughs> That'd be funny. They would love that. All right. So be safe, be healthy. If you celebrate Christmas, Merry Christmas. If you celebrate something else good whatever you celebrate happy, ho happy holidays if you don't celebrate anything i hope that you enjoy having all of this madness of the holiday season end yeah it's like be able to go shopping without like there being a crowd it'll be great don't go shopping don't go shopping <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, note class, class dismissed, dismissed.